You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I was ready to just go straight into Arrow. Yeah, could we just podcast about Arrow and if we feel so inclined afterwards, we can do it? I was going to ask you about the solo trailer. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could talk about the solo trailer. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it would be too hard to convince you. No, but like also, I don't want to think too hard about the massive amount of Star Wars things that are coming down the pipe. Uh Uh-huh. And just experience them as they come, rather than be yeah. a part of this. Which I saw your post. I didn't listen yeah. to your podcast uh, that you did, but I did see your post where you said that half of it you just spent complaining about whiny yeah, <laughs> nerd babies. Yeah, cry babies. But cry babies. But They're just cry babies now. It's like it's. I'm not. I'm not dignifying them with any other type of term. It's not that the haters or people being yeah. too critical no they're just crybabies right. they're just people who are like oh star wars didn't do what i wanted it to <laughs> i don't care if it did what you wanted it to like i don't if i cared and this ties into our exclusive thunderquack episode that you <laughs> and ryan just did yeah. if i cared what you thought star wars should be i'd be reading your crappy fan fiction <laughs> but i'm not because <laughs> i don't care about that you think that Luke Skywalker should be able to use the Force to throw Star Destroyers into the air. Like, I do just want to I say, just, like, I feel like I need to defend. Me yeah, and Ryan yeah. talked about good fan no, fiction over the course. I'm talking about the other side, <laughs> yes. though, right? Yeah. No, but, I know you guys talked about like the positive but, side it, of fan fiction and where it comes from yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But I'm talking about like like the reason why the term Mary Sue exists mm-hmm. and stuff like that. People like that, that sort of stuff. Like that's what people wanted. People wanted their crappy vision of Star Wars that they had cooked up in their head, their incredibly, like, like just childish, <laughs> one-dimensional, right. boring version of Star Wars. So my big thing is is more, I'm going to go see stuff because it's going to come out and I'm going to watch it, and I love consuming media because yeah. it's Star Wars. Star Wars is cool. Uh, Star Wars is awesome. And I'm getting more of the thing that I really like. Yeah. But as someone who stopped watching Grey's Anatomy after, like, the sixth season. Yeah. And realized they're on, like, season 14 or something stupid like that. So it is this idea that, like, it'll go through ebbs and flows. Like, the more that you ask. So there's this idea that, like, Star Wars was sacred in pop culture for so long because there were only three of them. Yeah. And now this idea that it's becoming something that we can actually just have. We can have new Star Wars movies every year. Yeah. And that's just so great. 
I don't think we deserve new Star Wars movies every year, and I don't think necessarily that it's yeah. that it's going to have the same reverence because when you get something sure. more, it changes what it is, yep. which is totally fine. Like that's my big thing that I come out of it is like I'm fine with that, yeah. and the idea that like I'll just watch it until I keep I don't want to watch it anymore, which I doubt will happen for me personally because yeah, I will enjoy Star Wars stop. no matter what. Does it have a spaceship? Is there yeah. a laser blaster? Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. yeah, no. The thing is, is that Star Wars was never sacred. Like that's the that's the big lie. Is Christmas that, special? <laughs> exactly. Right. Which like, is yeah. which is the next year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nineteen seventy seven. Star Wars comes out. Nineteen seventy eight. The Christmas special. Right. Right. Yeah, or maybe right. it was. Is it? Maybe it is seventy seven. Like like Christmas of seventy seven. But like it's. It was sometime like, immediately. Like yeah. Like before. Empire was even announced the Mm -hmm. Christmas special happens and immediately there's Star Wars merchandise wall to wall and it's everywhere and it's a marketing machine and Fox is just milking it for every penny they can get out of it and then Empire comes out and and uh, the, like in between like there's novels and there's Mm -hmm. there's there's all there's comic books and there's all kinds of media around it and like look I have read the Marvel comic books that like the original Marvel Star Wars stuff from 1977 oh, 78 and up until about 82 I think I've, I've read the comics and like they are not good <laughs> there are good stories in them but mm-hmm. as a collective piece of media mm-hmm. they're not good they were great at the time mm-hmm. right? yeah, yeah. but like as for like compared to star wars stories that would come along and replace them eventually right they're pretty terrible right right and it's like people people forget that the comics happened in between the movies and then there are comic book Can adaptations some people who movies. are star wars fans that are sitting right next to you didn't Don't know that star know that... that comics existed yeah. so like yeah it's just, but then, but, but then, like the books start coming out in the nineties, mm-hmm. right? Like that, like that resurgence of the books in the mm-hmm. early nineties, up until like Shadows of the Empire, and then the special edition comes out, and then, you know, like, like there's all this stuff that then comes along and officially fills in the place between right. New Hope and Empire and Empire and Jedi, and and replaces other stuff that had come before it, and nobody. Nobody lost their mind, at least not that I knew of. I'm sure that there was at least one person who like got mad. That the echo chamber is is smaller now and more voices are louder. That could be what it is. It's it's the fans haven't changed. They're just I don't know. I do think that they have. I do think Mm -hmm. that I do think that social media and the connectivity that we have with creators Mm -hmm. and with these corporate entities as really like like entities like not not just as businesses no, but, but as like yeah. like Lucasfilm has a voice and a brand and yeah. and a face right yeah. like they they represent themselves in a certain way and that means that people hold the brand accountable for the like the media that mm-hmm. it creates right and mm-hmm. and they have this personal relationship with it so they feel like they're allowed to, in the same way that if your friend did something that you didn't like, you're allowed mm-hmm. to say to them, I don't like that, and yeah. then get mad at them, and, and you know, have a have an emotional hissy fit over it. It's like, like they, 
like a lot of the fans, a lot of people think that they can do that. Well, and it's, they, they can. Well, they can. But it just is a matter of what we take them with a grain of salt or whether it, we let it fill our echo chamber. So. It's just it's just this entitlement that, that these stories are supposed to be what you expect them to be mm-hmm. and that you can't let them just be what they're going to be. Yeah. Right? And to me, like, that is the biggest thing is that, like, is The Last Jedi the sequel to The Force Awakens that I would have made? No, not in a million years. Mine would have been way different. The fact that Luke never ignites his green lightsaber in that movie, it, it I don't like that fact. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Does it mean that I don't like the movie and I don't like the story that they told? No. Like, I mm-hmm. love that story. Mm-hmm. I think that the story that they told with Luke is actually really beautiful and really well told and has this great... Um, it's a really great close to the loop that is his hero's journey, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And and like the, like the way that it was executed is like I just thought about and the I will not be the last Jedi line, and I got goosebumps. Like while you're talking yeah, like, in my own exactly. head, I just thought about it. Exactly. <laughs> like like I think that they did such a good job. Yeah. Is it the story that I would have told if I were in Ryan Johnson's shoes? No, it's not. More importantly. I'm just a guy on a podcast. I am not in Ryan Johnson's shoes. <laughs> he has accomplished more than I have uh, in that respect, and therefore he got to make The Last Jedi. Right, yeah. You know, like, and he's made a lot of other really fantastic movies. And, like, you, I just don't think that you get to have an important opinion like so many people think their opinions are. You can have an opinion. But it's not an important or lofty opinion if you're not in the room and you don't get yeah. to be a part. Like, yeah. like you don't have a say. Isn't right? that like the it's, beautiful injustice? It's there for you yeah. or you can say no. Yeah. You don't have to like it. Nobody's telling you to like The Last Jedi. Don't yeah. like The Last Jedi. I don't care. Yeah. But stop you know like creating petitions oh, and are people creating yeah no, there were petitions to, to have the last jedi removed from the canon and, are you serious yeah and it's like i don't know you're paying attention to people that are like really negative because that to me is I'm not like paying attention they're screaming because screaming. Oh. it is this there's like this beautiful injustice but i do like it that it is kind of just like jj abrams and ryan johnson were people that liked star wars and got to make their own version of star yeah. wars oh yeah they're just so, fan films you know it's kind of cool we stopped talking about Star Wars pretty abruptly. Can I yeah. change the topic? Uh, yeah, just tell me first, did you like the Han Solo trailer? The Solo trailer? I am indifferent. I mean, yeah, it's it's cool. I don't know anything about it. And here's the thing. Nobody knows anything exactly, about it. Exactly, right? That's the trailer. That's what we know about it. Yeah. All right, good. Don Glover's Lando Calrissian, and that's all I, That's all I care about. And that was a very majestic shot that they used in the trailer, so I'm very excited about it. Basically, I'm excited to watch Donald Glover as Landell Calrissian. Like that's, that's my that's my jam. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. So, okay, you want to change the subject to? No, I just want to talk about Altered Carbon. Have you I watched, it, watched yet? it yet? Oh man, well, no, I don't have time to watch any. I don't have time to watch the shows that I already watched. Yeah, like, I this know. Is what I say is like, like I, yeah, I want to. It's on my list. It looks like something I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. I hear that there's a lot of completely unnecessary nudity in it. Yeah. 
Like it's There's super violent. And it is an HBO. Sexual. It's it's if HBO did a sci-fi, yeah. which is really really interesting. Um, well, I'm which they do because they do Westworld. But so, Westworld is kind of yeah, but that's like Western like yeah. sci-fi. But the thing about the nudity is that like. At, like at least there's a little bit of equal opportunity nudity, which sure. is nice. It's not just I, like look. I, I have nothing against it, and as a matter of fact, um, I really enjoy like hypersexualized sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a specific genre, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like um, Valerian. I haven't watched it yet, but did you watch it? It's so bad. Is it that bad? It is as visually, bad as people think. It, visually, it's stunning. Yeah. It is such a beautiful Cause like, movie. Because The Fifth Element is one of those movies, which oh, is yeah. also Luc Besson, right? But and it's like, like the characters are like hypersexualized. It's so beautiful. But the problem is yeah, yeah. that Luc Besson has never heard two people talk to one another before. <laughs> so that's the only explanation for so that movie. But that's like, because The Fifth Element, the great thing about that movie is the dialogue. He probably didn't get free reign on it or something. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. Or it's that it's too, it's basically the, the lead f- woman is not a real person. Like she's she does there's no the chemistry between them is not there's there isn't any yeah and all the dialogue su- like sucks. okay so to give you context yeah in the comics yeah she's not a fully fleshed out character yeah either. well so that's the problem he didn't do anything to like make yeah, her exactly. and the problem is it tries to sort of make her a care because she's more bankable than he is like the stars like the, yeah, the people that sure. they got she's intensely more watchable on screen than he is yeah. so they got into the problem where he's actually very very uninteresting to watch and so like it's just like nothing really interesting is happening the story's really cool the and casting is but very weird it's so for, weird for that comic because that comic like it's much more Valerian should be a much more uh, like standard action hero yeah and it and it's and, and it's she not, they don't be a do much that, yeah. more like standard action yeah. heroine. And the thing is that that actually I didn't get it. I didn't get sexy from it at all. Like I don't think no? that's oh, not okay. no. But the trailers made it seem like it. It, it did, it and that's one of the problems too. It's not actually as sort of. It's not as inter. It's not yeah. Whatever. Right. There's there's problems well, with it. But so alter carbon. Like I'm I like I'm glad to hear that somebody is because it was in. It, did you see Blade Runner? No. So Blade Runner has it. some moments in it that are also. Um, very like hypersexual because he's I um Ryan Gosling's character is a, a, a replicant right oh I didn't know that yeah well I mean like this isn't like a spoiler it's like yeah, that established early yeah. in the movie he's a replicant and he has an AI girlfriend oh, that he like interesting. purchased interesting right and she's this like idealized Right. right, and yeah. so there were a lot of people who were really up in arms about it because it was 2017, and right, yeah, yeah. you know, if anything is ever seen yeah. as offensive to somebody, then everybody has to, yeah, there need to be petitions. Everybody signed a yeah, petition yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Um, they, of course, people totally missed the point, which is that, like, he is, he's an artificial human being. And he's ostracized and separate from everybody else. So he, the only companionship he can have right, is, legally, yeah. legally is an artificial intelligence. <laughs> and so he has this hologram artificial intelligence girlfriend that he is in love with and that is programmed to be in love with him or at least simulate it. And so throughout the movie, you're kind of, 
you're wondering like but it, like is it real right because like he's kind of questioning but like is it real and then it's kind of like does it matter if it's real if it feels real like right. and so you're going through this whole thing and then at a certain point you encounter basically the advertisement for this product that oh. he is in love with Interesting. and the advertisement isn't the same like like oh, the advertisement okay. is like blank right right so it's and like so it's like it's it is yeah. saying things that are just like 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 purchase me i'm right and i'll yeah. do whatever you want right and it's like this this like 30 story tall hologram yeah. of the same person yeah and she's naked and it's like like ridiculously sexual mm-hmm. but the point of that is to show how alone he is and right. like how how desolate this future is and like right, yeah. create these artificial human beings mm-hmm. and then tell them not to have emotions and feelings right, they're yeah. not supposed to even though they do right, right? which which definitely like harkens back to the original blade runner right. and it's like the sexualization of that character and her her being like subservient and mm-hmm. all of these things it's not a male power fantasy it's commentary on the male power fantasy right yeah right and it's like well, also being a little bit of a male power. It absolutely, it right? absolutely like, yeah, yeah, yeah. does that, yeah, yeah, right? Course, because yeah. it because that's what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's what it's trying to get across. Yeah. But it is it's not doing it in the way that back in the eighties or the nineties it would have done it, which right. was absolutely just to be that. Right. Yeah. Right? Like just to get guys to go to the movie and enjoy it, right? Yeah. Like it has that element to it, but there is a much more important sort of moral implication of right this inter inter i don't it's not even like interracial dimensional like, like this, yeah like this like this this relationship between a, a fabricated human being and an artificial intelligence that's right? crazy yeah that's cool. it's and that's where like like i say i really like when sci-fi goes there and mm-hmm. when it's like a like a cyberpunk sort of aesthetic, which I think Altered Carbon kind of has a oh, little bit of like a sure, cyberpunk thing. Oh, for sure, And like Blade Runner definitely does. I feel like it's part of that genre. Oh, to yeah. To also be hypersexualized. And I, but the what you say about it being equal opportunity. It's not so equal opportunity. But, it, but there is a definitely a whole scene where a guy just has zero bottoms on and like his tops are still on. It's yeah. very weird. But um, it makes sense because the like one of the core constructs because you know the the concept of alter carbon like yeah it's the one where like people like if you're rich you don't die no so it's everybody has a no no no. this is it but but that's how they're selling it but it's like it's the tagline is like only the rich no one can live forever unless you're rich enough or no one should live forever enough but basically everybody has something called a stack which is their consciousness and so everybody if unless you're killed, unless like the back of your head where your stack is gets yeah. blown off, you could in theory be put in another body or a sleeve and come back to life. And so the whole point is, and they're not clone bodies, so no, it's not always the same body. No, like... there it's it's the idea of um, like sleeves, like humans can be like anybody can be taken out of their body and put back into it okay. basically. And the bodies die. Like when bodies die, they die. But obviously it's the future. There are such things as clones. There are such things. There's yeah, like, yeah. you get like the story grows throughout it. But the thing, the thing that is like hard that you can't get around, there's this one scene where it is just like a room full of sleeves 
that there's no reason for them to have clothes on. They're, they're, they're like things that you put a consciousness into. Yeah. So they wouldn't have clothes on. Like it's this weird thing where it's like there's this this actress that I really like and I, I forget her name. Um, She was in Dollhouse as well. But she played Sierra in Dollhouse. But she has like a whole scene where she has to like fight naked for like three minutes. Yeah. And it's – but it makes – like she doesn't have clothes. She just came out like she was asleep. Like it's this weird interesting thing. But it's like – excessive nudity to the point where it's no longer nudity for sexual like like that's what that's when it goes somewhere yeah. good yeah, because yeah, the yeah. first few times it is a little bit gratuitous like there's some shower scenes that are unnecessary and there's some um like I don't know like I don't just get out of bed and not wear clothes I would bring a sheet with me but sometimes like the girl will get up grab something and get back into the bed and you're kind of like well, you could put something on it's not a big deal but anyways <laughs> But for story purposes, sometimes for the story purposes, it makes sense that they're mm-hmm. that they're naked, and that's where all of the nudity comes from. But also at the core of the story, it's about violence and sex, and that's like yeah. it's a story about violence and sex, and so you can't have you can't have a story like that without nudity. Like yeah. that's yeah the core of like a lot of it. I do just want to talk like so Takeshi Kovach is the name of the main guy. And it's a really interesting... I didn't realize that Alter Carbon was a, a book before, so it's, like, based on a book. Okay. But the big thing is the main character of it is Takeshi Kovach. And his consciousness, like, Takeshi Kovach, is Asian. Yeah. Everybody sees that it's a white guy that's the main portrayal. This isn't a problem when it's a book because you're still in the consciousness of an Asian man. Yeah. In the story, all you see is the white man. It's an, it's an interesting, really interesting, so there's an interesting... because they did the same thing yeah. in Ghost in the Shell, right? Yeah. Um, like the the major is yeah. Asian, yeah, um, yeah. But the body that they create for her is Scarlett Johansson, yeah. yeah. So and it's an interesting, like, yeah. On the one hand, like so for Ghost in the Shell, I understand the argument. Scarlett Johansson is the most bankable female mm-hmm. actor mm-hmm. on the planet, yeah. So they wrote in a very easy plot device to have. Like that character yeah. rewritten as, yeah. as a whitewashed yeah. character it's still whitewashing mm-hmm. but what i'm saying is that like like a business decision was made yeah. it's a business decision that was made for a bad reason mm-hmm. but it was a totally logical business decision for altered carbon who's the guy well and but this is the thing takeshi kovach like the original it, yeah. it goes back just as much to his so you actually like my favorite character is Takeshi Kovach like the like OG OG Takeshi is um he's sexy and great and he's the character so I bought into it enough that I could see that and when you're going to a story like because a lot of the the creators talked about it a lot like they're using source material in the source material he is in a white body it's part of the narrative the problem is like you can't get that same sense of narrative but if he was to choose for himself he would always choose an Asian body and it's part of it that like I believe that and so that's like the one part of it that I'm kind of like I kept trying to see past the whiteness of the character because they kept showing him as Takeshi Kovach, like his original body. And I kept being really drawn to that. Like that was my favorite character. And I'm kind of like, I think it was, they missed out on a great opportunity of a sexy Asian man as the lead character more often. But he was enough of it that you're like, I get it. But it is, it is a missed opportunity. Like, I, don't, I just wish that Hollywood would realize that there's... But there is some great... Some people get put into different bodies throughout the whole thing. It's like a mm-hmm. thing. So they do play You've with... you watched all of it? I have, yeah. I, I watched the whole thing. And, How and many it's, episodes? It's 10 episodes. Okay. Um, and it's like a complete story. It's, it's worth watching. And yeah. it's... Um, and, like, there is, like, the, the people around them, like, the, the 
the lead female is um like has um like her family's all Mexican. I want to say Mexican. They speak Spanish, so um and the um the whole, like a lot of it is around some religious stuff that is like part of their heritage. Yeah. Um and then there's also a Muslim man in it as well. Um and like that are like some main characters surrounding the the female. So you know they do the same thing where they put you know minor roles in. Yeah, in the yeah. diversity quotient, but there's enough sort of yeah, it's it's okay. It's an interesting analysis of like what that means to have like how you tell stories. It is yeah. still there's a reason why white men are the ones that we see the most on screens. But I think that hopefully there's a trend well, towards I mean, uh, studios and Netflix is no different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like studios are trying to make four quadrant pieces of media. Right? Like, like that's why that's the goal is like you want to be able to hit everybody mm-hmm. or as many of those four quadrants mm-hmm. as you can. But we are we're in a transition right now, right? As as traditional television networks die, which they mm-hmm. are dying, it's yeah. just really really slow and it's gonna take a while because there's a lot of money invested in infrastructure yeah. and all that sort of thing. Um, I mean, there's an entire culture in Hollywood around television and sweeps week and yeah all the stuff that's like, there yeah, advertisers uh, and... and stuff like that like there's there are seasons mm-hmm. that that come and go every year um and if you follow television news um the way that i do with with shows like arrow and stuff like that um in order to stay up to date and know what's coming up next year mm-hmm. like you know this like you mm-hmm. know that that you know, like the TCAs happen every year and mm-hmm. stuff gets announced or, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, um, we get like reveals of things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the Comic-Con's obviously a big part of it and, mm-hmm. and the upfronts and all of that sort of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is slowly dying. And as it does, and as companies like Netflix, um, gain momentum and power and influence that, four quadrant thinking I think is going to start to go away because mm-hmm. like you look at what Netflix produces and how much they produce and and they can they can afford to do something that is niche yeah which because is cool, yeah. like everybody's just paying ten dollars a month or however much it is twelve dollars yeah. a month and and if they create a corner of Netflix that's for you like I don't watch any of the anime on Right, yeah, there's a ton of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I watch a couple documentaries, but mm-hmm. there are tons of documentaries yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. And people who are documentary junkies, people that's what they find everything watch, they right? want. Yeah, yeah, but like you and I, like we're watching genre television. Yeah. But there's also actually a fair amount of of just straight drama. Yeah. Like Bloodline and Narcos and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that. I am interested in, but I don't watch because yeah. I'm too busy watching things with dragons and yeah. spaceships, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Everybody can kind of find their niche, and as that niche culture becomes more bankable, yeah. we'll start to see those quadrants break away. Yeah. And as the quadrants break away, um, I think that genre television will go back to what it was probably in like the early 90s to where it can be a little bit more bold and a little bit there and like black lightning i think is a really good example of the cw and netflix because it's a Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure it's a co-production like Mm -hmm. like riverdale and dynasty are as well um that they'll 
they, like, they can look at stuff like that and they can bank on that. They can go, okay, cool, we can have... We can have a, a majority African-American yeah. superhero TV show. People will be interested in that. Yeah. And it can be about... I, I haven't watched Black Lightning yet, but I know that like there's there are aspects of it that are about that culture and it's like mm-hmm. like Luke Cage was as well right like Luke mm-hmm. Cage was like and that's why Luke Cage is my favorite of mm-hmm. the Marvel Netflix so far because the other Marvel Netflix shows while they are good Daredevil is great mm-hmm. and Jessica Jones is fantastic um, Jessica Jones kind of is also about something as well but um, but like Luke Cage sort of when it came and what it was about and idea of a bulletproof black man yeah it's like a yeah i guess that was 2016 yeah um yeah and like the hoodie and all of that imagery and stuff like that like there was a like it had a message and that Mm -hmm. to me was like it was so cool they that show a superhero show that i would have watched anyways Mm -hmm. because it's a superhero show it's part of the mcu it's kind of tertiarily connected Mm -hmm. to to the MCU, um, mm-hmm. they took that opportunity to go. Here's a perspective that you, the key demographic in that sort of four quadrant mm-hmm. makeup, like you, this, like you will watch it and you're gonna get a different yeah. view of yeah. what the world is like mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. this lens of of genre television. And yeah. We talk about it all the time. That's the point of science fiction yeah. fantasy. Yeah, exactly. is like. Yeah. We're gonna sell you with the dragons, but we're actually yeah. gonna teach you about morals. Yeah. Right. The the thing with Alter Carbon is it's not like about this is it's it's moving towards that sort of avant garde creating hardcore um like just sci- like hardcore sci fi for just yeah. the sake of it, yeah, yeah. which is kind of interesting. I do just want to point out, on AIs, my like my favorite character from Alter Carbon is yeah. the AI named Poe, who is Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. Like it's really cool like ai is like this whole is like a thing it's it's just very interesting so it's but they do a good job with that I, it, character, it is so. like it's on my list and That's it's pretty high on my priorities to get mm-hmm. to and actually we do mm-hmm. have um after this week we actually have two weeks off the oh i don't know it's two come, weeks i thought it was just week. come back okay. till march 1st so okay. um so you'll catch up yeah so in that time i might have some time that being said rebels comes back on the 19th there are two episodes that night there are two episodes on the 26th wow, and the final 90 minutes is on wow. March 5th okay so you got a lot to do yeah and and Matt and I are going to be doing probably either double size podcasts it depends on what the episodes end up being we, right, yeah. I talked to, to him about this last night if the episodes like if the two parts mm-hmm. two episodes that they air each night are like connected yeah we'll just do double sized episodes yeah, like we yeah. just run through the recap yeah. all the way through but if they're separate stories, then we'll do them as like two episodes yeah. a week. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be intense both in terms of the amount of work that it's gonna be, but yeah. also like emotionally because oh, that yeah. show it's is gonna rip you. Uh, yeah. 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 Kanan's gonna yeah. die, and it's Aww. it's upsetting, but it's also inevitable, and it's like a reality. Oh, it's like, a reality. he's a Jedi. Right, yeah. So he, yeah, there you go. He's not in yeah. the the original trilogy. He doesn't yeah, yeah. show up when yeah. Obi Wan's like, like, oh, we gotta bring the Jedi back. And yeah, like, yeah. Yoda is like the, the yeah. you know, the, yeah. this yeah. is Luke is the last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Alter Carbon is not like great. Yeah. I watched it because I literally had run out of everything else to watch and I wanted to. Like it was a nice, it was sort of sci-fi that I was interested in. But anyways, but it's still worth, it's totally worth checking out. So right. yeah. I will check yeah. it out. Awesome. Awesome.